Hey everyone, Matt from soundrolling.com and thank you for joining me on another episode uh, answering another question on the soundrolling.com podcast. Um, This one comes from a a live hangout that I was doing on YouTube from uh, Chris Camacho, which is how do you juggle working on independent projects, i.e. short films, low budget features, etc., that don't have large budgets, question mark, at your level? Do you decline things uh, if you can't agree on a decent rate? The short answer to this is yes, I decline. Um, and this is because it, is, it all basically comes down to a value exchange. And what I want to be able to get out of a project is firstly be able to deliver good audio because that is going to proceed with uh, my reputation and things like that. Um, secondly, the, the types of projects uh, that are more independent, um, even if they are still trying to be mainstream in terms of maybe they're a certain genre and they're looking to be sold or go to DVD or Netflix or whatever, um, then they're, they're usually quite interesting to work on. I, I like the, um, the kind of lower budget level. Um, and when I say lower budget, I mean low budget is technically like under five million. Um, and then we get into micro budget when it's like under half a million. So we're still talking a lot of money um, in the in the grand scheme of things. Um, so uh, low budget level uh, projects, I, I balance them in a way that if I know that, for instance, the production manager, uh, I have a good relationship with them or I have a good relationship with the director, um, it makes it makes the environment for doing my job a lot more pleasant. Um, there's sort of less leverage in a way when you're going for uh, kind of newer low budget productions where you don't know anyone just because you don't know how the whole project's going to turn out. Um, and especially then when the money isn't uh, as as good as you need it to be, you d- it's just kind of there's no upside. There's no upside to doing a project where you're not allowed to be given the resources uh, to accomplish the goal when you don't know anyone because then all that means is that you're not going to accomplish it but because you essentially said yes they are taking that as some weird kind of silent bond of you basically accepting that you're going to do the best you can and you're going to get the blame for it if it if it doesn't turn out right um whereas with a couple of uh, production managers that i've worked with now um uh, my my rates uh, actually the more I work with people my rates go up on lower budget things but this is just because the production manager is able to do better and better projects um, and I think this is an important distinction just in your network in general if you've been working with someone for um, three four five years and they haven't developed at all in terms of the amount of budget that they have and things like that I think that speaks a lot to to them and the and the type of projects that they're on so you may have to eventually make some difficult calls and even though you want to say yes if they're still not putting you in a position to do better and better work even though you're progressing all the time and getting better equipment it's important that you have to you do have to peel away and your only power uh, is in your reputation and saying no and sometimes i've it's funny because i've done this in the past where I've I've worked on a lot of productions and it's been like oh it's going to be the next the next thing's going to be bigger and then it wasn't and then they're like the next thing's going to be bigger and it wasn't and it was kind of a, a three strikes and yeah nothing nothing's coming from this so I'm just going to I'm just going to keep saying no I'm going to up my rate 
and maybe they'll come back to me later on once they're now building up stuff because you can pretty much guarantee at a certain level for a certain rate that they're only going to get a certain amount of quality and flexibility out of someone with a lot of experience um, mainly for the fact that they're going to get someone with no experience um, to basically sacrifice yeah production quality over over anything else effectively uh, over budget and and things like that so uh, it's been very similar with the short films but for instance recently someone's just come back who I literally haven't worked with for about three years probably and I've worked with them on a few short films and it was kind of fine and then I just didn't really hear anything of them and now they have uh, a feature film opportunity so I'm I'm gonna sit down with them next week and talk it through and it's kind of like a it's it's a strange thing it's like I've obviously made my impression they've come back a couple of years later and said that they've obviously worked with different people and they've said that I was one of the best people that going forward they want to keep on so it's it's important to obviously have fingers fingers in pies as it were and build up relationships and hopefully you're all developing at the same time but at the same time you want to make sure that if you're constantly busy and you want to keep hold of certain clients you're going to end up prioritizing um, different projects and so saying no then it may mean that you never get a shot again but I think more than likely uh, you stay in the in the minds of people as someone who delivers a certain standard of work and if you're already delivering a high standard at their first low budget level then technically you're, you're only going to get better and better so I think there's definitely a lot of power in saying no I because I'm just one person and there's only so many hours so many days in the year that kind of thing I can only work physically on so many projects and so I will end up saying no more than I will saying yes and that is just a, a kind of a keystone or like a marker for how good uh, your reputation is and how good you are and how in demand you are if you are oversubscribed it also then boosts your rate even more in a way because you're going to get higher and, and bigger offers um, and get to travel and uh, I've been fortunate enough to kind of do all of those things so to come back to the question of how do you juggle working in independent projects I this basically will have um, I guess connotations of you're doing the branded content and you want to get into the narrative stuff. Um, I would say that then you there's going to be this case of like sacrificing uh, the branded content to really get into the narrative. But also I think now more than ever, people shouldn't be kind of shirting branded content like they did corporate videos um, like eight, eight, ten years ago when I was starting out because now they're getting a lot more creative and there's a lot more flexibility and there's definitely a lot more content um, than there was corporate videos. And when I say corporate videos, I mean the guy in the, in the suit and tie sitting in the office talking about how, how great a company is. Um, now it's about getting out, it's about culture in a company, it's about all sorts of things. So um, it can be a really kind of interesting space as well. So I wouldn't say that... I mean, it obviously depends like what your ambition is and, wh and where you want to go. But in terms of juggling, you figure out how much you need to pay rent. And then everything else is kind of upside to you, really, if you're happy to, to kind of throw yourself 
under the bus for some projects to get some uh, hardcore learning in in a narrative environment or you just really have no leverage in terms of needing to increase your network um, then you're going to have to sacrifice and work on some student projects and things like that so that is pretty much my roundabout advice for how I'm feeling about the subject in early 2019 in case you're listening later on in the future um, so I hope to um, yeah keep keep up but um and I'll just actually end with um, just rates in general because it's quite interesting to when I was first starting out I always wondered how I was gonna kind of reach reach these certain rates and milestones and and what I was kind of worth in terms of what I knew I could deliver to different projects especially once I've had the first kind of 50 to 100 under my belt and I felt pretty confident about lots of kind of basic setups um, and it's a case that, yeah, people want you to come out the gate charging a certain rate, because obviously that's the kind of industry rate, um, and that definitely should apply for commercial projects. But in terms of cutting your teeth on short films and independent projects that really have no monetary value, especially in the short term, potentially in the long term, in terms of building up someone's career, um, you just you just have to take the hit and understand that it is always going to be more work than it's paid for and what you're doing is just investing hopefully in the right people um, to make their careers as a success um, and then by default uh, they can help you make make yours as success by giving you the opportunities um, that if you step up to the plate are really gonna gonna make the difference overall in the in the quality of the work and the projects that you work on so Hopefully that helps and sums it up. I know it's a massive topic, so again, I probably haven't touched on everything, but the best way to get in touch with me is at soundrolling on Instagram, or you can email me or like look up my number on um, my website, soundrolling.com, and just WhatsApp me. Um, loads of people are doing that, which is really exciting. Um, so I can really like just have more conversations with people one-on-one. So until the next episode of this podcast, and uh, feel free to share with the other people in the sound community. Um, I will see you later.